Happy July, everyone. Janelle and Jai are back for another episode. This is episode 28, How to Manifest a Career That Makes You Happy. Say hi, Janelle. Yo, what's up, everybody? So this is going to be a really interesting episode, and we feel like this is going to be very useful for those in careers that they're not really happy in or maybe people that don't think they're reaching their full potential. So this is going to be about Janelle and I, how we got out of careers, jobs, industries that ultimately just didn't make us happy. Mm -hmm. But before that, we have our two-week checkup where we want to let the audience know, you awesome listeners out there, what's going on with their lives. So without further ado, Janelle, do you want to start us off? Yeah, for sure. So I do want to start with saying it's been a rocky two weeks for me. I feel like that's kind of my normal, though. It does sound like your normal. (laughs) So I've had family in town. It's great to finally see them after them not being able to come here last year because of COVID. But the reason it started rocky is because our rental car got fucking towed. And so we were out of a car for like three to four days. But the cool thing is we finally have been able to put a down payment Towards a new car. So we finally have a car. Yes, that is an accomplishment. It's not my Honda Element, but that is okay. We're going to get there. So I'm happy we finally have a car that's in our name and we no longer have to pay the rental fees, which was a lot. So that's cool. And then lately I've come to a deep realization about life. (laughs) Um, I realized I just want to be more present and alive in other people's lives. I feel like I've been kind of dull and in my head too much. And sometimes that affects my like how I'm feeling and hanging out with other people. Like, I feel like I'm just there and I'm, I'm in my head a lot. So I'm trying to just be out there more. You know what I'm saying? So for example, like you're physically there, but sometimes you're not like, yeah, like moment. I'm in my yeah. head. I just want to be more present in the moment and just enjoy every moment. Um, and I also want to redefine my fitness goals. I'm ha- like, we've talked about before. I haven't been, uh, very specific on what my goals were. So I want to do that maybe later today because I feel like I am falling off and too complacent. I'm not happy where I'm at right now fitness-wise. So, yeah. But the cool thing is we get to adjust and figure that shit out. I like that. So a couple wins and then not really losses but like realizations. Yeah. So maybe that's somewhere in the it's middle. in between. Yeah, nothing bad happened. I like it. Thank you for your update, Janelle. Of course. What have you been up to? What's your past two weeks look like? So similar to you, uh, I got to see family, Mm -hmm. but they didn't come to me. I actually went to California for the weekend and that was awesome. I got to see my grandparents for the first time in shit, like a year and a half, maybe. Right, exactly. Uh, I got to work out at a gym that I've always wanted to. I was able to go to the beach. It was overall just a really good trip. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I needed because every once in a while, you just got to get away, you know? Nothing was wrong with where I'm at, but every once in a while, you just need a change of scenery. I'll say that. Uh, Next thing would maybe be like a loss or a win. It can kind of be in both, but uh, because of all the self-growth I'm doing and all the reflecting and looking at myself in the mirror, like I've tried to be more in tune with my emotions when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling happy, when I'm feeling angry. I try to lean into it and like mm-hmm. analyze why. Yeah. Accept that it's there. Uh, rather than just, you know, putting on a normal face saying everything's okay. When if everything's not okay, it's okay. It did not be okay. As long as you realize that, you can start making changes or at least you realize it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get more in tune with my emotions. I guess that's kind of a win. Yeah, it's good you're allowing yourself to feel it and understand it rather than just bottle- bottling it up 
and just letting that explode later on. Yeah, because I've, I've done that in the past. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you end up drunk and then you just cry. And you're all angry. You start doing push-ups. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> uh, but one thing I have realized from trying to get more in tune with my emotions is I realize when I'm happy, like I'm really fucking happy. Yeah. I have really high highs and the lows aren't as low as they used to be. So like when I was in California, even if something went wrong, honestly, like it didn't bother me. I was riding a really good high and I was just happy. Uh, when I'm at the gym, when I'm doing things like this, mm-hmm. nothing really bothers me. I'm just happy. I got a goofy ass smile on my face. <laughs> so that's my two week checkup. And that's also your two week checkup. Uh, any last words before we get into this awesome episode we have today? Yeah, I do want to say at the beginning of this year, I think it might have been last year, you said one of your goals is to be an emotional, emotionally buff, wait, buff, oh wait, what is it? Um, uh, fuck, what was Emotionally it? stable buff motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're getting there, dude. Yeah. Slowly getting there in both aspects. <laughs> yeah, so that's fucking awesome for you. Thank you. all right so like i said this one is gonna be this one is gonna be awesome and we're really excited because janelle and i put this script together and similar different than other scripts there wasn't really that much thinking we kind of just i don't know about you but i had an easy time filling this out oh yeah yeah so let's go ahead and get right into it uh i think before we start into how we got into the career we're in and how we manifested that career why don't we talk about the field slash industries that we were before mm-hmm. that, you know, we weren't happy with. So we made a change. Uh, do you want to go or me? I can go. Go ahead. Okay. So I would say in 2017, I found, I knew I liked working in a warehouse. So I applied to a lot of warehouse jobs and then I got offered this job from Frito-Lay, the chip company. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, it's a big ass company. Yeah. Like this is really good for me. My family was happy. I was happy. The pay was really good. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go into this field and I'm going to love it. And I'm probably going to be here for a long time. But then, long story short, I don't want to go too much into detail on why I left that place. It just didn't work. But then I always knew I loved warehouse jobs. So I went into multiple small business warehouse. I've worked for small businesses. And yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go too into detail why I left yet because that is the next subject. So the majority of your previous work experience is going to be like warehouse, is going to be... A lot of labor, yeah. Manual labor, yeah. So I am similar in that sense of the manual labor, but a little bit different. So I've been working since I was 16. Mm-hmm. And when you're 16, the only real job you can get is food service. Mm-hmm, true. So I started out in food service and I worked in, I don't even know, like eight to 10 kitchens for four years ever since. I went from a chicken finger place to sushi to uh, sandwiches to a burger place to like a prep cook. Whenever I felt like there was nothing else to learn, because you got to think like there's only so much you can learn in one kitchen. Right. I started to look somewhere else. So I kept on bouncing and bouncing. Never got fired. It was just always, okay, I get the point. This is what you, you guys do. tired of it. Yeah. I think that's where I've always been. I've never really like got fired because I wasn't doing a good job. I just got bored or tired and, you felt and knew you can, I wanted more. Yeah. You felt like, okay, this is, I, I can do more than this. Yeah. So I did a lot of popcorning, ping ponging, <laughs> back and forth, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, somehow ended up after four years of the food industry, ended up working at Adidas. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Yeah. And then I also worked uh, for the government 
in human resources as an intern. And that was definitely different. Those two jobs were definitely different than, you know, a fry cook. But that's going to be the majority of my five to six year work history before I got to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And now that we told you guys about the fields and the industries that we were in before, let's get into the deeper part of them. So why did we leave these industries? Uh, Janelle, since you started the last. Do you yeah, I can go one? first. So like I said, when I got that free to lay job, I was really happy. The pay was the most I've ever seen as a teenager, right? Yeah. And there were benefits, there were full-time hours, and I just thought I was in a really good position. Adult job, yeah. Yeah, because it's a big-ass company. Everybody knows Frito-Lay, everybody knows these chips. I was like, oh shit, okay, I found my career. But then shortly after working there, I got to know the employees, I got to know everybody, how the job was, and I realized all my coworkers were 40-plus years old. Mm -hmm. They were old, and they've been there like some 10 to 20 years. And then after learning the job, I'm like, God damn, you do this five days a week for 20 years. Yeah. That's insane. That's just lot. for these benefits, just for this pay. And at that point, I, I lived back in Hawaii and we have a lot of like family gatherings and family's like the biggest thing to me. So I started missing a lot of family gatherings because I was working so many hours. And then that's when I realized like, no, this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't want to be here stuck for so long. And I can't even see my family like they're doing all this fun stuff without me. And I just knew I wanted more control of my time and more freedom. So I knew that I needed to find somewhere other than this place. And that, that was the realization. Let's not get into how you changed, but mm -hmm. that was the realization of you went with your family, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then everyone around you, like, were they happy? Not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'm a teenager, right? And before that, I only had, like, small minimum wage jobs before that. So when I came into this job, I was like, holy shit, like, this is it. I'm set for life. And so, yeah, um, I was offered a full, so I started part-time and I was offered a full-time position, but that was kind of when I was already realizing, like, I'm already working 40 hours as a part-time person. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much full-time and I can't imagine if I go full-time, I'm going to be working like 60 plus hours. Yeah. So yeah, that was when I knew like, no, this is, there's more to life than just working so many hours. So Frito-Lay was the pivotal moment. How long were you at Frito-Lay? I think I was there, hmm. That is a good question. I think I was there for a year, maybe less, maybe like 10 months. Mm -hmm. And uh, what also hit me was when I was working in this field, that was the time I lost three people in my life. Oh, yeah. And that's when I came to realize like, yo, life is so short. You don't know like what's going to happen. And that's when I started feeling like upset for missing all these family gatherings, you know? Yeah. Life's too short for free to lay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Similar to yours, I feel like you and me are very similar in the reasons why we left. Mm -hmm. uh, manual labor is something I wrote down here, but I actually enjoyed the manual labor, so I don't know why I wrote that. But I was in food service for four, four years, and the big thing was the money. Mm -hmm. It just, you were working a lot. You were doing a lot of things with your hands, a lot of activities, and you weren't getting compensated what I feel to be like a satisfying or like a rewarding amount mm -hmm. uh, and also I was unsatisfied with potential future so I said I ping-ponged and I bounced back and forth I've never got fired from a job and whenever I started a new job I was always the youngest one right which is I feel like a good sign but it also says something about like okay if I'm the youngest one and everyone's older than me let me see where they are how long they've been here 
And then if I stay with this company, I'm going to end up being that person. Exactly. So the big pivotal moment, my, my personal Frito-Lay <laughs> was uh, I was working at a Las Vegas hotel, overnight prep cook. I was working 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I would clock in and cut vegetables for eight hours. I would throw on headphones. There would be another nine people, maybe like 10 or 12 of us total. Everyone's cutting 100 tomatoes, 500 uh, watermelons, and you just you just go. And they just left you. And that was what I did for eight hours. And then I went to school right after that at eight in the morning. And that was... I was getting paid good good money, but it wasn't worth the time, wasn't worth the shift I had to make in my yeah. life of sleeping during the day, working at night, going to school somehow. Uh, and then the big thing that was the reason why I started to leave, similar to what I said before, you look at the person above you, you're going to be that person in five to ten years. The person above me was a sous chef, an executive, some, some fancy word, right? Mm -hmm. And he was there for maybe about 10 years, seven to 10 years, and he would work nine day weeks. There's only fucking seven days in a week. How do you work nine? And he has a kid and he never really saw his kid. Right. He was sleeping in his office because he was there for like 14 hours. And it's, he was getting paid a shitload of money, but it doesn't matter. I would have been sleeping in the office working nine day weeks and not seeing my kids. So that's when I started to work at Adidas and the airport because I started to like explore different options. But that was my free to lay. Yeah, see, we had similar experiences as far as like comparing ourselves to the people that have been there for so long. Mm -hmm. Like, can you, I couldn't even imagine doing that for five years. I'm like, dang. Yeah. And like their schedules were so strict. There was one guy that said once, we were sitting on break and I forget exactly what the conversation was, but he was talking about church on Sunday. And then he was like, wow, this is the first time I get to go to church in like five years. Because he's always working he's on always Sunday. Working. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> that sucks. If the man want to go to church, he should be able to go to church. Right. Like that's a big thing, especially if you're really religious. Like that, that must have been tough. So that was our realization that we wanted to leave. So now you guys know the industries we worked in, why we chose to leave them. Now we get into the big part of... What do, what do we do now and how did we get here from our unsatisfactory jobs? Uh, you started the last two. Do you want me to start this one? I can start. Okay, so before ahead. I talk about what I do now, I can talk about how I got here. Because there's a lot of things that lead up to it. It wasn't just one moment I found this and that was it. So after Frito-Lay, I went and found... I started looking up warehouse jobs. Because I still wanted to be in a warehouse, but I knew I didn't want to be working all these hours. Mm-hmm. So when I was looking up warehouse jobs, I found this small business warehouse. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I applied. And then soon after, the guy called me. I had an interview, and I pretty much got hired that day. So I said, okay, cool. It was a small little office that he ran his warehouse in. The pay was decent, and the hours were great. And plus, I worked by myself, and it was very flexible. I pretty much chose when I came in and what time I left, as long as it was four to five hours because it was like task based it yeah. wasn't like time based. exactly yet. so i like that i still had time for my family and i was able to adjust whenever i needed to so i love that and that's kind of where i got um i first got introduced to e-commerce because mm -hmm. this guy was selling on ebay amazon and i got to see all his numbers i learned how to pick and pack items and i was like wow this is really fun yeah 
and I had access to like all his accounts. So I also saw how much he was making just by running this small business. I was like, holy shit, this is something that I can do if I took the time to learn. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of when I first got into it. That was your introduction to the world of Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I was really shocked. Um, so after being introduced to that, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of any type of self-employment. Like, okay, this is possible for me to do on my own. So then that's when I kind of led into affiliate marketing. That was like more passive income on your laptop from home. So that's what caught my attention is I tried to learn how to do affiliate marketing. And long story short, that didn't work out too good for me. <laughs> it's and hard. It, it is really hard. Is, you yeah. really have to... Uh, do a lot of upfront work to set yourself up and I was kind of depressed at that time when I was learning it so my focus wasn't there mm -hmm. and also I remember I went to you to help me build my website do you remember that no well Josie had asked you if you could help me and I was trying to do that camping stuff oh yeah and I think that's when you first were introduced to affiliate marketing as well I think that was when I was introduced to the world of like digital marketing exactly so yeah, so, yeah. and that didn't go well for me but that's okay and then I ended up finding another small business warehouse. I was like, if I'm going to do something, I should learn from someone who's already doing it. Mm -hmm. So I found another small business that was similar. It was a closer business model of something I wanted to do. And I learned a lot from this company because I was their first employee. And they, they taught me the ropes of everything, which was amazing. And then I also knew from there, like, okay, I'm ready to do this shit on my own. So I started selling stuff on my own from stuff I had at home. And I went around asking friends or family for things that they wanted to donate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you sold, you sold some of my shirts. Yeah, I you, remember. dude, I sold it. So you gave me a bag of clothes and there was this one specific shirt I remember because it had a stain on it. Yeah. But I still listed it anyway. And somebody bought it. I'm like, if I could sell this shirt with, with a, a stain, stain on it. Used and yeah. That's what I'm saying. I could sell anything. So I got a lot of free shit from family and friends and that started to slowly take off. And that's pretty much what I do now is sell stuff online. I still get things from family and friends, or I also go thrifting, garage sales, anywhere I could find like a low cost item that I could flip online. Yeah. And you're on Afra, Facebook Marketplace, All like of it, Mercer, yeah. Mercari, eBay, yeah. not Amazon, but anything that I could sell, I'm on there. <laughs> now I have a random question that I'm curious because I do sell some things whenever I do have them, but it's not really something I focus on. Mm hmm. What is, if you could only choose one. Like one item? One uh, platform. Yeah. What would you sell on? Like OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, eBay. I think I would choose eBay because I uh, saw the numbers online somewhere. I don't remember what they were exactly. But eBay has the most traffic just naturally mm -hmm. of all platforms. So if I had to choose one to focus on, I would choose eBay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that is how you got to where you are. Is there any last... Any last things before I go ahead and say what I do now and how I got into that? Um, I do want to say I've tried a lot of things. Yeah. Some things I haven't even mentioned just now. But it all was trial and error and figuring out what I wanted to do, what I liked, and what I felt passionate about. But other than that, no. Yeah. So I guess I'll get into my history. And it's weird because you mentioned the timing. Mm -hmm. And when you started doing your stuff, I think that's when I started doing mine. And I we didn't so. really know, but it kind of was the yeah. same time. So anyways, I was in college. I was working at a, uh, working for the government as a human resources intern. And I fucking hated it. You know, <laughs> every day I would clock in and I had to do a lot of paperwork. But the most like frustrating thing or maybe time consuming thing 
I would have to look through resumes. Hey, Jai, here's 500 resumes. Narrow it down to 100. Narrow it down to 50. And that would take like hours. Because mm-hmm. I was reading everyone's resumes. So when I got home, I realized I wanted to change. This was way after the food service. So I went to YouTube. And I googled the best careers with no degree. Because at the time, I was thinking about dropping out and just trying to make money, trying to make a career. Because, like, right, I think when I was in school, I didn't know what I was doing either. I started in culinary school. Then I went to cybersecurity, business. And I, went, I was in business at the time when I chose this. Uh, when I started searching up the best careers with no degree. Uh, and that YouTube search and those YouTube videos from the search led to something called digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is digital marketing? It's just marketing online. And as simple as it is, that's all it is. When you search something, uh, you're served ads or you're served results that lead you to a website. And the website leads you to a shopping store. And then all that flows very well. And I didn't realize that there's people sitting at home in their underwear or in an office filled with cool ass shit like a ping pong table (laughs) and they're playing music and they're setting all of it up. So I was interested in the money aspect Mm -hmm. in digital marketing, interested in no degree needed because it's all experience. And I was also interested in the laid back work environment. Because I don't really have a problem too much with working a nine-to-five or working a quote-unquote office job as long as it's not filled with the bureaucratic bullshit. If we're all wearing flip-flops and we play basketball during lunch, like, I'm down. Right, it's super chill. And with something like that, you could bring your office anywhere, meaning you could take your laptop, go work outside in Mm -hmm. a coffee shop, wherever you choose. And that was something I didn't learn until after I got into the industry. Mm -hmm. I thought everyone was in an office. But you are right, that did, that did come into play later on as a big pro. But anyways, I figured out I'm going to do digital marketing. Why? Because I have got nothing else going for me. Like there's <laughs> nothing else to lose. So I found an online course. I paid $100 a month for the course. So you signed up $100 and then you got, uh, you got access to all those videos. So it was like learn on your own. But no matter what, you're paying the $100. Right. So I, I would work at my job and then I would go home and work on this. And after about two months, $200, I canceled it and I just started applying for jobs. (laughs) I was taking notes in the notebook and I did my research. I got some Google certifications that are free and I went to some online site and just looked up entry level and I got picked up by a, you remember the company? I do. I got picked up by a a mobile billboard company. So I I live in Las Vegas and there's these trucks (laughs) that drive up and down the strip with fucking huge ass LED TVs on them. And that's, they make money from showing off. From ads, different type of ads. Not online, but in person. But in order for people to find them, they needed a website. They needed, uh, they needed to run ads. They needed social media. So they hired me to do this. And I was pretty much learning how to do this on jo- on the job because I didn't know right. what the fuck I was doing. I told them I did, <laughs> <laughs> and they they knew that I knew what to do, but I didn't know how to do how it. to execute it. Yeah. Right. So that's the part where the, I actually learned to fuck up and learn on the job, which was pretty cool. Uh, and actually, funny story, Janelle, <laughs> I brought Janelle in to work with me 
for what one day literally one day and they're like we don't need you <laughs> yeah like, because right. the company was uh uh how do i say this the company was shady <laughs> that's that's a good word i would say so so the company was a little shady and after about six months is when i realized that i just started applying for other jobs and i think this is where a big pivotal moment happened so i was at a led company uh an led billboard company after learning what digital marketing is after learning how to semi do it and learning that you know this is something that i can always be learning and something that i can take to the next level so what i did was i printed out my resume like 10 or 12 different resumes i googled digital marketing agency in las vegas and I drove around one day to all of them. I just walked up, knocked on the door, gave them my resume because like, I knew I didn't want to be with the company, but I knew I wanted an immediate change. Online applications can sometimes take forever. Mm -hmm. So why not just fucking show up? But I feel like at the same time, they probably were like, what is this guy doing? No one hands out resumes anymore. But you also made yourself stand out by doing so. Exactly. Some people were like, okay, that guy's weird, we're not hiring. <laughs> or some people were probably thinking, now that's initiative. Right. And that's what happened. Uh, I was driving around to all these locations and some of them were fucking P.O. boxes. There weren't even an office. So I was driving 15 minutes, 20 minutes to get disappointed because I can't, there was no one there. But I, I walked up to a place, knocked on the door, walked in, I said, hey, my name is Jai, I'm looking for a job, here's my resume. I think I know digital marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dude said, that's kind of crazy, you just walked in here. We're not hiring, but I'll give you a job. He or said that he right said, then and there? He said, we're not hiring, but I'll interview you. And if it goes good, we'll make a position for you. Wow, yeah. So I came the next day, interviewed, and he was similar. Janelle and I were talking earlier about people being upfront. The first thing he told me is, I can tell by your resume you don't know shit about digital marketing. That's what he said. <laughs> but then he said, you came with the initiative. I can teach someone like you versus someone who thinks they know, but then they don't want to learn. So he, he saw through my facade. He was like, okay, right. this kid don't know shit, but he wants to learn. So next thing I know, I'm a web developer for this company. And that kind of starts to snowball of working there, freelancing, now I'm with another uh, startup company. And it was just about fucking persistence. Mm -hmm. It's about realizing I wasn't happy, realizing I could do more. Similar with culinary. After I was done making chicken tenders, I was like, I want to make sushi. So I fucking, I don't know if you know, the sushi place, that's how I got the job. Yeah. I did the whole resume thing again. <laughs> I drove around all the sushi places. I walked in and this dude gave me a job on the spot. I walked in, I said, hey, I'm looking to make sushi. I work at this restaurant. He's like, come tomorrow, you're hired. <laughs> so I think that was why I did it, because it worked for the sushi place. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. But that's how Janelle and I got to where we were. Can I, am I correct in saying it wasn't pretty, what we did? Definitely not. It was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of fucking up, a lot of research, a lot of self-doubt. A lot of time a also. A lot of time. There's a lot of things in here that I didn't mention because they were like minor in-between things. But mm. I've also tried like MLM companies, Primerica, yeah. Herbalife, Beachbody. Those were not for me, but mm. I still tried them. 
But the thing is, like, we try, I feel like you and I both are similar as far as when we try things, we kind of know almost immediately if this is something we want to pursue or not, mm-hmm. which also shows, like, why we leave so fast, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, within three to six months. But I think that's okay. Yeah. But, like, growing up, my grandparents or just family would be like, no, you have to stay at this job for a long time because people don't want to see that on your resume, that yeah. you, you've only been to a job for a few months. I'm like, well, I don't like this. I'm not going to mm-hmm. stay. So we definitely went against the stigma of the usual, but we also, we bounced, a lot, we bounced around a lot. But let me ask you now, you've been where you are now for the longest time more than anything else. Yeah. Same for me. I've been in digital marketing for two and a half, almost three years. The longest I spent in the kitchen was nine months, 10 months. <laughs> Jeez. So that really shows that when you found something that you like, you really, you, you can tell you like it and you stay in it. I think the longest I've held a job was one year. <laughs> That's it. So that was hopefully inspirational. Hopefully you got something out of that. And I think I got something out of it. And I was just listening to your story and telling mine. So yeah, that's pretty much what we've been through as far as the careers we've been into and what we're doing now and how we got here. So now let's go ahead and go into the question block. And we only have one question for today. And that is, what advice would you give to someone who is unhappy with their current field, job, or career? So we have a lot of advice here written down and we're just gonna bullet point through them. But one of the first one is one of the first things is like fucking change it. Life is too short to be unhappy with anything, let alone your job, your career, your field. Uh, you have more power than you realize, and you can make a change if you really want to. Yeah, and I would say to just take if you're unhappy with where you are now, then set some time aside to figure out what it is you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're so wrapped up in the routine that we're not even thinking about what we really enjoy doing. Definitely. Uh, my next point kind of goes off that, and I'm glad you said that because it is to determine why you want to leave the field. Is it just your boss? Maybe you love the field, but it's a bad boss. Or maybe it's a, a far drive and that can be, you know, a deterrent. So it. It really is dependent on where you are, your exact circumstances. But just because you don't like the, the your current job doesn't mean you hate the entire field. It could be a, a tiny thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, another thing is don't quit without having another job lined up or at least financial stability that will allow you to quote unquote like figure things out for a little bit. Uh, and one last one is a one degree change is a lot over time. So for example, if you're not happy with your work, you know, talk to your boss. If you can change something in your workflow, maybe you take on an extra task and you end up loving it. Five years later, that one extra task can turn into your entire job. Or if you're not happy with your company, or let's say you're not happy with the location, you know, move to a different location and same field, same job, but that may add up to you being happier. One little change does a lot over time. So hopefully that was some good bullet point advice for people who are unhappy with their current field, job, or career. Before we end this episode, we want to wrap it up with our typical lesson of the week and our little send-off. And these are just going to be things that we wanted to really point out and highlight as being a good summary for this episode. So go ahead, Janelle. So the lesson I want to send you guys off with is that it does not happen overnight. 
If you're working a nine to five, like Jai mentioned before, he would work his job and then come home and spend one to two hours learning what digital marketing is while still working. And I think that is something you could do before quitting your job if you still need that financial stability. And another thing is there is no shame in working a nine to five. I think a lot of social media these days portrays like a a life without having a job mm-hmm. and it's okay to work a nine-to-five is just make sure that you're happy with it yeah that leads into my thing here which is some people are okay exchanging time for money I certainly think I am as long as it's the right thing I'm doing and lastly if you want to change something in your life get after it and make it happen hey thanks for listening if you like the episode please make sure to listen to others and of course, give us a follow on at playing the hand you're dealt. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any other podcast platform, as well as on Instagram. If you follow us on those platforms, you can expect a new episode weekly with an inspirational quote to follow on our Instagram. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who you think may get value out of it. If you have any feedback or would like to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it as we're always trying to grow and get better. Besides that... Have a great fucking day and we'll see you next week.